Welcome to Until All Have Heard from the Far East Broadcasting Company. I'm Wayne Shepherd with Ed Cannon, who is president of FEBC. And just to prove that these conversations are unrehearsed and spontaneous, we've barely said hello to our guest until right now, Michael. (laughs) But I couldn't be more excited about our guest, Wayne, one of my favorite Christian ministry professors, teachers, godly man and friend, Michael Rodelnik. Yeah, who's between classes right now. So, Michael, thank you for taking time to join us. Oh, it's just my pleasure. Thank you so much. It's an honor you, to be with you, you friend. Love you both. Yeah. I got to tell you, we, we, we have long history. With I have long history. All three of us have long history together. Yeah, we have a lot of great friends around the world, don't we, Ed? We I mean, do. And we Michael do. is among them, of he's, course. He's on the top of the list. Yep, yep. <laughs> Michael is at the Moody Bible Institute between classes, and we want to talk about the cross. And, you know, FEBC reaches so many different cultures, and it's amazing that the gospel applies to each and every one of them, Michael. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, I think, first of all, we have to define the gospel, which is so essential for every person. I frequently hear people share the gospel. They proclaim the gospel. They present the gospel, and they say that the gospel is that Jesus died for your sins. And frankly, that is incorrect. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I get frustrated. I listen to Christian radio, and they have little gospel ads, and they talk about Jesus died for your sins. Uh... You look at 1 Corinthians 15, and it says, I want to clarify for you the gospel I proclaim to you. You received it. I've taken your stand on it. You're saved by it. And then he says, this is what it is, that Christ, or the Messiah, died for our sins according to the Scriptures. So what you have is the message. He died for our sins, right? and it was according to the Scriptures. That's the first proof. That's biblical. Isaiah 53 predicted it and that he was buried, and that's the historical proof. You don't mm-hmm. bury someone that's alive. So the, the point is, the Messiah died for our sins. And then he, he was raised on the third day, according to the Scriptures. There's you've got that biblical proof again. And that he appeared to Cephas, the Twelve. He appeared to 500 brothers at one time. That's your historical proof. So here's the Gospel, and we need to remember it, that Jesus died for our sins, and was raised again. And that proves he's God, because he claimed to be God when he was mm, resurrected. Mm, that, mm. that proves he's God. And uh, that's why Romans 10 links the resurrection to him being Lord, God. Mm. And uh, I think this is so important, because we live in an age where people are not aware. Here, even here in the United States, people are not aware anymore that when we talk about Jesus dying for us, that it wasn't sufficient that he died, he had to be raised. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 20,000 Jewish men were crucified by the Romans in the first century. Only one was raised from the dead. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, and so I think that we have to be very, very careful. And I know FEBC broadcasts into areas where people are not familiar with uh, who Jesus is and what the story in the New Testament is. And that's why I appreciate so much that when we proclaim the gospel, when I do, when FEBC does, that the message is not just that Jesus died for our sins, took the punishment we deserved, but rather also, in addition, he was raised from the dead. That proves he's God. So we've had, this is wonderful. In five minutes, we've had a condensed version of a seminary class at the Moody Bible Institute. <laughs> we're so grateful. Glad we didn't have to pay tuition for that. I was going to say, where was, does he send the bill? <laughs> it was worth a lot. Let me ask this then, Michael. So many of our listeners around the globe, you were pointing to the fact that the people FEBC broadcasts to 
often have no knowledge whatsoever of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And we, we tell them that the gospel is Christ died for you and was raised from the dead. Right. But then they ask, and how am I to respond? Yeah. What is yeah. required of me to respond to this uh, obvious God-inspired thing of Christ raising from the dead to separate him from those other 20,000 Jews who also yeah. were crucified? Well, in Acts 16, there was a Philippian jailer who thought he had to kill himself because he thought, oh, my, my prisoners have escaped. And he looks at Paul and Silas and he says, what must I do to be saved? What he means by that is delivered from my sin. How can I find forgiveness? And the response that Paul says is, believe in the Lord Jesus uh, and you will be saved. Uh, believe. Put your trust in him. That means having the mental facts, the intellectual facts, mental uh, uh, recognition of it. We have to have the information. And as to have a conviction of the truth of that, our hearts have to be there, mind, heart, and we have to decide. We have to have a volitional response. Yes, I am trusting in him, nothing else, only him, that he died for me and rose again. So we've got to have a very clear understanding that now we are putting our trust in Jesus. Wow, another fantastic condensed Mm. lesson from a professor at the Moody Bible Institute. No tuition required, just a free (laughs) gift for today. You know, Michael, one of the things that many of our broadcasters speak on when you say just believe in him, and, and I love this, I've learned this from broadcasters in places like Pakistan and Indonesia, where they say, yes, all you have to do is believe. And John chapter 20, verse 30 says, now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ and that by believing you may have life in his name. Amen. So that's, that's the verse. essence, isn't it? Yeah. That's, and that's the purpose of the whole book. Read yeah. the Gospel of John and keep telling you, believe in Jesus, hmm. believe in Jesus. And what a privilege, Ed, to proclaim this simple gospel message in these local languages that we always utilize. We, we, we don't mm, come at mm, them with English mm, and try mm, to explain the gospel. It's in right. their local, the language that they understand, their heart language is what they hear. And you know what's the proof of the power of this gospel is that people that have never heard about Jesus, that have never grown up with a church on the corner of their block or going to Sunday school, they hear the gospel in its ultimate simplicity and they come to faith in great numbers. Mm-hmm. Unlike the stubborn people who we all know who won't listen, who won't come, but know much more about it. It's the simple power that the gospel brings with it when it's proclaimed properly and effectively. I I think that's so essential that we keep it simple, because that's how the Bible is. It's simple. And I think that what's happened with some cultures where we've had a lot of exposure, the result is that we have complicated it. And even here in the United States, I think it'd be crucial Let's get back to that simple message. It will really transform lives. Mm, mm. Uh, I, I do want to mention something about how cross-cultural this is. Mm-hmm. And I happen to be speaking, uh, interim preacher at a congregation right now, and I'm going through the book of Ephesians. And just this past weekend, I preached on Ephesians two eleven through 22. And there it talks about the enmity between Jew and Gentile, that they mm. were alienated from each other. And so... What Paul says is that the Lord Jesus died, and he talks about 
the cross, as you talked about it uh, just a moment ago, uh, it says that uh, for he is our peace who made both groups one and tore down the dividing wall of hostility in his mm. flesh. He made to effect the law consisting mm. of commands and so that he might create in himself one new man from the two resulting in peace. So he wow. talks about how he reconciled Jew and Gentile. How does he do it? First, he says he reconciled us to God. He did this so that he might reconcile both to God in one body through the cross and put the, hostil- the hostility to death. Here's the point of what he's making. He says there were Gentiles who were far off and Jews who were a little nearer. But through the cross, what Jesus did is he provided reconciliation to whatever culture, Jew or Gentile, and all the different Gentile cultures out there, all the nations, he reconciled us to God through the cross. So it doesn't matter what our cultural background is, we all come to God, we stand equally before the Lord through the the death and resurrection of Jesus, and so he brings us uh, to, to God, reconciles us to God that way, so that we can be reconciled to each other. It's the only way that people of different ethnic backgrounds can actually love each other. Wow, Michael, what a relevant message for today. And I love that verse. One body through the cross. God reconciled us through the cross, thereby killing the hostility. No matter what politics is going to do or the news media or anything else, God says the one way to kill the hostility is through the cross. What a great message. Mm -hmm. Do we get a degree for listening to you on this? I, mean, I, I hope so. You know, I, I, I'm looking for one someplace. I'm always know. looking for credits. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'll give you three credits, okay? There we go. I should have mentioned, of course, that Michael's also an author. He's also a radio host. Yes. The program oh. Open Line, where he answers listeners' questions. And very you know often a little bit about Open Line, don't you? Will? Yeah, I do. But uh, <laughs> Michael is just a great friend of this ministry. And, you know, this whole conversation, I'm just sitting here thinking, we have the privilege of proclaiming this gospel message. Mm-hmm. It's nothing It's nothing about us. Mm-hmm. It's all about him. Mm-hmm. And we get the, the privilege to speak it into people's lives, whether it's in person or on the radio, Michael. Yeah. It's, and, and the thing is, first we live it before people. Yeah. And, the, you know, one of the things I, I love, uh, someone asked me how it is that I ever get to share the good news with someone. I always say, I just love people until they ask me why. That's, <laughs> that's, that's the principle. Mm. that I live by. I learned that from Joe Aldridge. Love people till they ask you why. And I read it in a book once, and I thought, that's great. And that's what, one of the things I love is that there are people out there who are listening to FEBC. And I think this is so crucial. They have seen the love of God in the lives of someone else, and they say, you know, I'd like to know more about this, but I'm a little shy. I don't know if I want to ask them. I'm going to put on the radio, or I'll listen on the internet. And there they hear the message. That's why. Yeah. Because yeah. God loves us, and he sent his son, the Messiah Jesus. He died for us, rose again, and that's how he expressed his love. God demonstrates his love for us, that while we were still separated from him, Jesus died for us. You know, I, I love that, what you said. You love them until they ask you why. That's really good. So one of the premises of FEBC Radio Worldwide, one of our strategic pillars, is we call it close to the listener. You become the listener's friend. Which, in essence, is what you've just said. We're close to the listener. We're their friend. We love them until they ask us, 
Why do you love me so much? And then you go straight to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it goes beyond microphones and radios. They do it in person many times. Oh, yeah, Yeah. they do. Michael, you'd love to travel with us and and see what these people do. They broadcast all day long, and they get on their little motorcycles, and they go out to prayer gatherings in the street, and they work till late at night, and they're right back the next morning, first thing, because they have the privilege to serve Christ. I can't wait to go with you. I'm looking forward to this, uh, because I'm really promising you, Ed, we're going to go. We, All I, right. I'm coming. I would love it no more. And the next time we'll do a podcast together, Michael, we'll be on location somewhere in Indonesia, yeah. something <laughs> like that. So. All right. Stay tuned for that. Michael, where can people learn more about you and your ministry? Oh, they can go to michaelreidelnick.org. It's okay. a website where they can learn about me. And All right. If, if anyone's that uh, bored, they can check it out. <laughs> and they can... Well, let me tell you, it'll be a blessing if you go there because Michael Redelnik is a wonderful godly man with a huge potential for ministry in this world. And we're great to know you as a friend. And what class are you about to teach, Michael? A senior seminar. Oh, That's what I'm teaching for the Jewish studies majors. Uh, I just came from a a class in biblical interpretation called hermeneutics. Wow. And by the way, can I just comment? One of the things I've learned about being on the radio is that everyone thinks we're friends. And you know this, Wayne, because you've been on the radio forever, I think, since Dio Moody. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, something uh, about the Earth's crust, yeah, right. Yeah, so, <laughs> and people meet me, they run into me in the grocery store, and they hear my voice, or they remember my picture from the website, and the, they talk to me like we're old friends. Sure. And you know that, and that's why I think this is so great, because as you say, the the people that are listening to FEBC are making friends mm-hmm. with those who they're listening to, mm-hmm. and then they actually meet them. Mm-hmm. And it's a great way of sharing the good news. I just, I can't embrace this or endorse this more. And I can tell you, many listeners that we hear from, isolated with COVID, locked down in a community that doesn't respect them as Christians, the only friends they have in the world are the people on the radio. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. All right. The students are getting restless. They're waiting yep. for you, Michael. I got to go. Thank Doc- you so much for having me, guys. <laughs> Thanks, Michael. Michael Radelnik. Yeah. All right. Hey. Thank you, Michael. Ed, you want to say anything else before we wrap up? Well, I can tell you, Michael is a real privilege to know. He's an expert on Israel and knows so much about the You've Old traveled Testament. Together. I have. I've traveled with him to Israel, and he's just a joy. He's, he's one of these guys that exudes the love of Christ mm-hmm. in his smile. You can see it in his eyes, even if he's got a face mask on. Yeah. He is just filled with the joy of the Lord. I hope that came through in the broadcast. Yeah, it probably I think did. so. I did a biographical interview with Michael one time on First Person, a radio show that I do, and it was great fun to learn about how Christ came into his life. So. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to wrap up. Thank you to Michael Radelnik. Thank you to Ed Cannon, the president of the Far East Broadcasting Company. Of course, as always, you can learn more about FEBC at our website. Learn how to pray for people around the world. And I'd like to say thank you to Joe Carlson, our producer as well. Indeed. Who works tirelessly behind the screen. You never get to hear his voice. Yep. But he's there. I'm looking at him right now. All right. Thank you all. Thanks for listening to Until All Have Heard. <laughs>